Welcome to Winning the World for Christ, a Christ Church Way of the Cross podcast with Bishop Ronald Frazier. Christ Church proudly celebrates 20 years of ministry and service to God. Now, here's Bishop Frazier with today's message. How bad do you want it? 1 Samuel chapter 1, beginning at verse number 5. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord has shut up her womb, and her adversary also provoked her sore to make her fret, because the Lord has shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then Elpenai, her husband, said to Hannah, Why weepest thou? Why eatest thou not? Why is thy heart grieved? And not I better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long will thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunken neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thy handmaid for a daughter of Belah, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hither, hereto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. Ooh, Jesus. Verse 16. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belah out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken. Out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken. I want to raise this question. How bad do you want it? 
Speak, God, the words of life. Give us ears that we may hear and understand. Direct us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes in life you can want something so bad that you'll do almost anything to get it. You may want to get that college degree. You hit those books, you study night, you study day, you write those papers, you persevere, you just push to the end because you have a goal in mind. I want to get my college degree. Maybe save enough to get a car. I want to get a car so I save the money and I scrounge to get it so I could get my car. How bad do you want it? You want it bad enough, you'll do whatever it takes to get what you want. We look at this particular passage of scripture and the story is familiar passage. Hannah was married to Elkanah. Penel, the other woman, was married also to Elkanah. So one man, two wives. And he loved Hannah, but Hannah had an issue. Hannah had a problem. Her womb was shut up. No matter how much her and Elkanah got together, there was no child conceived after the coming together of this husband and wife team. Penel, she go into him and he'll immediately she'll have a child. But no, not Hannah. Hannah was vexed. And if that wasn't bad enough, Penel teased her, bullied her, talked about her, made her to fret, made her felt like she was nothing but dirt and worthless. And sometimes life can push you into a situation that you feel cheap like you're nothing, that you're pushed down, rejected, forsaken, scarred, branded, blacklisted. But how many know in spite of what you've gone through, God is able to bring you out. It's so sad that we call for testimonies and we get these nice little watered down version of a testimony. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. But if we really could open up our hearts and tell you the depth of what God has done for you, it'll blow your mind. You won't look at us the same if we truly open up and told you all the things that God delivered us out of, brought us out of. But you know, you know where God has brought you from and you have a story to tell. And in time, God will send people in your direction for you to tell. Girl, don't you tell me you can't come out of that. I was in it and God brought me out. Don't tell me you're so low that God can't lift you up. I was lower than you were and God pulled me up. I had all these things working against me and God brought me out. Elknight tried his best to soothe Hannah. He would give Penal, his wife and children, a portion, but he would give Hannah a devil portion. You know, there are some things that money just can't buy. What Hannah wanted, money could not buy. That inner peace, that inner satisfaction that she longed for, money just was not going to buy it. And notice in verse 6, 
that it says, and her adversary also provoked her sore to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. There are some things in life that vex your spirit. I mean, they just get under your skin that make you want to holler, scream, slap somebody, run crazy, do something stupid because you're so vexed. You ever go through something that pushes you to a point where you feel like you're going to lose your mind. But in the midst of the craziness that's going on in your life, it pushes you. It pushes you down, but it don't take you as far as your knees. And while you're on your knees, you have a little talk with God. You haven't had a good prayer meeting until you're able to get in the presence of the Lord and just lay your complaint out with God. I mean, I don't mean dear heavenly father that sits on the throne. I mean, one of those where you're mad with God. You're having a one-on-one -on -one blowout session, pity party with God. I remember I was in college and I was so upset and frustrated. I slammed the door and I went into my room to pray and I said, Lord, if you're up there, you better show yourself to me now. That's how I was praying. I know I sound like a fool, but I was praying and I was so vexed and, and next thing I know, I was in prayer. The Lord took me up in the spirit. I was screaming and hollering and running over my dorm room and my roommates and the guys next to me said, uh, we heard you praying. I'm thinking to myself, you just don't know what I was going through. And sometimes you get in a situation where you have to pray your way out of it. What I mean by praying, I mean talking to God. I don't mean this nice little, you pull out your script, this is my prayer to you, dear Lord. No, no, no. This is where I hurt. This is the pain that I hear. Out of the abundance of your heart, you're bleeding, you're wounded, you're bruised, you're battered, and you share from your emotion. You share from your spirit. You say, well, I don't think God needs to hear all of that. God may not need to hear all of that, but I needed to say it. And I needed to say it the way I said it to release what was going on. Because after you have a good talk with God, where you just lay it on the altar, you feel better. The weight, feel, you feel like God heard your request. And the weight that you carried into prayer, you have shaken it off. You've left the burden at the altar. You can get up and smile because you feel a little better. They taught us as children how to pray. And we had our Father which art in heaven. And now I lay me down to sleep. Bless this food with our grace over our food. We, we had our nice little cute prayer. But they also taught us how to pray in the spirit. And when you pray in the spirit, you're shifting gears. You're selling God those things that you don't want your neighbor to know about. It's a secret language between you and your God. I know the scholars tell us that speaking in tongues is not for today. Opening up your mouth and speaking that other language, it makes you seem like you're not intelligent. But you know what? Every once in a while, you need to talk to God in tongues. He's giving you the language to express yourself because there are some things you can't say with your language to fully express 
how you feel, but you have a prayer language that you can go back and pull another gear and talk to God in tongues. Because when you pray in tongues and you pray in the spirit, the enemy don't know what you're saying. He can't tap into your prayer life. He can't tap into your prayer language. But God knows the things that I'm saying. How bad do you want it? I want it so bad that I stopped talking in English and I opened up my mouth and I began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. In fact, I moved to another level where instead of talking clear talk, I began to I began to moan and I began to groan. I'm moaning and groaning. Sound like you're in agony. It sound like you're in pain. How bad do you want it? Bad enough to open up my mouth and pray in the spirit. Bad enough to open up my mouth and moan and groan. Bad enough just to say, God, you know, God, you understand. Bad enough just to walk around and people don't understand while I'm walking and just holding myself. But something down on the inside keeps telling me God's going to work it out. God's going to work it out. God's going to turn it around. It's going to get better. And I keep telling myself, in spite of what I'm going through, God's going to work it out. God's going to turn around. It's going to get better. Every once in a while, you got to tell yourself, it's going to be better. It's going to get better. And you know what's so strange? Before it gets better, it gets worse. And the enemy reminds you that, look at your situation. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. But you got to tell yourself, God's going to work it out. It's getting better. God's going to work it out. It's getting better. God's going to work it out. And so Hannah is praying. Hannah is vexed. And for year to year, she's going up to the temple. And every time she go up to the temple, and on her way to the temple, Peniah is working her nerves. She's getting on that last nerve, just like a bad toothache. She's hurting She's causing intense pain. And Hannah said, Lord, I got to do something about what I'm going through. I can't take it no longer. And sometimes you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You get tired of going through what you're going through. Say, I just need a break. I just need a breakthrough. I just need a change. I need this situation to turn. God, I need you to move on my behalf. And Hannah was at the breaking point. And I want you to understand that when that fever gets the hottest, it hits the point where it peaks. And from that point, it's going to get no higher, but it's coming down. And you got to understand what I've gone through has peaked. It's at its highest point. It's at the worst possible scenario that what could have happened has happened. But in the midst of it, God's bringing it out. God's working it out. God's turning around. How bad do you want it? Bad enough to wait on God. Bad enough to cry to God. Bad enough to talk to God. Say, God, turn it around in my behalf. Oh, Jesus. So Hannah prays. Hannah goes. And as she's going to prayer, she talks about her husband trying to console and say, you know what? Hey, why weepest thou? Why am I weeping? Because what I want, I don't have. My prayers have not been heard. Why am I weeping? He said, am I better to you than ten sons? I've given you double portion. I've taken good care of you. I'm not understanding. She said, no, you don't understand because there are some things that your friends don't understand. Why don't they understand? Because they haven't been through what you've gone through. 
They haven't endured what you endured. They haven't felt the pain that you have felt. Yeah, they've gone through their experience, but no one has gone through what you have gone through like you have gone through it. But how many know when I come on the other side of this, when I get through this and I look back, I can say God's going to get some glory out of this. When this is all said and done, God's going to get some glory out of this. I don't know how, but when my story is told, God will get the glory out of this. Oh, Jesus. She drops her head in shame. Why weepest thou? Mm -hmm. You're not even eating. My heart is grieved. Mm -hmm. So Hannah rose up and she's going to Shiloh. And as she gets to the temple, verse 10 says, and she was in bitterness and soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept. She prayed, she wept. I guess she cried. She got to the point of beyond tears now, she just wept. She's just moaning and she's groaning because your problems, if you wear your problems on the outside long enough, it will push you to the point where you cry, where you can't even cry tears anymore. You go to mourning and weeping, Uh uh-huh. She began to moan and weep. And then as she gets before the Lord, and as she begins to talk to the Lord, verse 13 says, Now Hannah, she spake in her heart only, her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. So she's talking, she's praying, and all she's doing is moving the lips, making the motion with the lips, but there's no sound coming out. How many know you have a God that even though you don't utter a sound, you just move your lips? And he knows exactly what you're talking about. I want to know how many times have you been popped in the lips because you didn't say it out loud, but you mouthed it with your lips and whacked your mother backhand you because she knew what you were saying with the lip. You just said it with your lip. Or she gave you the lip and said, I'm going to get you when I get home. And you understood it well. Not a word coming out of her mouth, but you understood what it meant. Trouble down the road. Trouble, trouble, trouble. (laughs) Hannah is speaking with her lips, but no words are coming out of your mouth. But her voice was not heard. The author here in Samuel said, but her voice was not heard. I want you to understand, it wasn't heard by those that were praying alongside her. Peniel could not hear what she was saying. Her husband Elkanah could not hear what she was saying. Eli could not hear what she was saying. But I want to change the wording to let you know her voice was heard. Her silent voice is heard. And even your silent suffering is heard. You sit in silence, you suffer in silence, and you think no one hears you. But I want you to know the blood of Abel speaketh from the ground. Where is thy brother? Oh, Jesus, help me, Holy Ghost. So God hears a silent prayer. In other words, I don't have to be loud and make so much noise for my God to hear. You pray too loud, you talk too loud, you sing too loud. You know what? You don't have to be loud in worshiping your God. But I like to say, God is not nervous. So open up your mouth and praise him. (laughs) Open up your voice, let your voice be heard. 
God is not deaf, no, nor is he nervous. She prayed, and Eli said unto her, How long will thou be drunken? I want to know, how long will you be a drunk? How bad do you want it? I want it bad enough for the man of God to mistake me and give me a label of being a drunk. I haven't even drink. I didn't have nothing to drink, but he's calling me a drunk. Right there, I should be offended. Right there, I should go into a southeast girl's fit, shake my neck, put my hand on my hip, and give him a piece of my mind and let him know that I'm not drunk. But you know what? You want it bad enough, you'll learn to ignore your critics. You learn to turn a deaf ear. How long will you be drunk? You can think what you want to think about me, but what I want from the Lord has pushed me to a point that I'm talking to him and you can't hear what I'm saying. Put away the wine from thee. And Hannah said, no, my Lord, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. Don't judge me wrong. Yeah, I'm drunk, but not as you suppose. I drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. He said, I done poured my soul out before the Lord. You got to have a talk with Jesus. And how many know a talk with Jesus can change your day? It can change your destiny. It can change your attitude. It can change your facial expression. It can change what you're going through. Nothing around you have changed, but a talk with Jesus will change from within you and make you at least feel better, look better, act better, talk better, even believe God better because I've had a little talk with Jesus. How bad do you want it? Chief, let him know, no, I'm not drunk. I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. And I, what I enjoy most about this text, he said, no, don't count me as a dollar dealer, mm -hmm. but out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken here to you. You've got some penals in your life. There are some people in your life that vex your spirit so they make you pray. <laughs> they keep you praying. And if it wasn't for the penals, you just, everything in life would be just hunky-dory. It'd be wonderful. But there's some penals in your life that will keep you praying. And instead of you getting mad with the penals in your life, just say, God, I thank you for her. I thank you because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't pray. She makes me pray. I got to pray to stay saved. I got to pray that you cover my mouth and you put a, a, a lock on my tongue so that when I see girlfriend coming in, I won't say what I really want to say. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't have a long conversation with her because if I have a long conversation, I'm going to get in trouble. I just say, praise the Lord. God bless and I move on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh God, they came to church today. For now. Oh. But you gotta learn to let people push you only in the directions of prayer. Because you don't know what God is doing in my life because God has something for me and I'm learning to pray my way through it. 
And because if you can pray your way through it, deliverance is yours. A miracle is yours. Victory is yours. Just around the corner, there's a healing with your name on it. Just around the corner, the thing that you ask God to do is coming in full circle. God said he was going to do it. God spoke to you in prayer. In fact, the man of God only confirmed what God said he was going to do. You go in peace. You came in confusion, but go in peace because God's going to do it. She came empty, but she's going back full. She came without, but she's going out with. She had the promise of God and she grabbed hold to the promise of God and she was able to say, God, you said you're going to do it. God, you said you were going to bring me out. God, you said you were going to give it to me. God, you said you were going to make a way. How bad do you want it? Bad enough to remind God of his word. You said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging for bread. How bad do you want it? Bad enough to say, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. How bad do you want it? Bad enough to get God's word and put God's word back on him. God, you said in your word, you said you were going to do it. You said you were wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon you. You said it was by your stripes. I'm healed. How bad do you want it? I want it bad enough so that God can give me what God said he was going to give me. And we already know what she wanted. She wanted a male child. She wanted a promised son. And God promised her a son. She went back home, just skipping and rejoicing. Penal looked at her and tried to play one of those roles on her. And she said, girlfriend, please, just hush. I'm not even standing you. Just go on about your business. Because before you could get under my skin, before you could vex my spirit, before you could set me off, but God had fixed that thing. Jesus, help me, Holy Ghost. And he has shut the door. And I'm believing God for greater, for better. She went home and she conceived. She brought not a woman, a girl, but she had a male child. His name was Samuel. Mm-hmm. God gave her Samuel. And as a young boy, Samuel, the hand of the Lord was upon him. And God began to deal with him. God began to call him. The voice of the Lord came, sound like the voice of Eli. And God said, Samuel, he got up and said, yes, sir, and you called me. No, I didn't call you. Go back and lay down. He laid back down the second time. And God said, Samuel. And God said, he said, Eli, you called me. I didn't call you, son. Go back and lay down. He came the third time. Samuel. Oh, Lord, the prophet realized that God is calling this boy. He said, the next time the Lord, you hear the voice, say, speak, Lord. Thy servant hear it. And I believe God is calling us. The call of God out. He's calling our children. He's calling our companions. He's calling our sisters and brothers. And some of them have been running for a long time. But don't worry. He called Samuel four times. And on the fourth time, Samuel realized this was the hand of God that's calling them. That accident was a call of God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. When you thought you wasn't going to make it, that was a call of God, uh-huh. That near-death experience was a call of God. That testimony was a call of God. You've got to learn how to say, speak, Lord. 
thy servant heareth. You know how we do with our fancy phone? We check our caller ID. When God began to call, I love it. They have the new, well, it's not quite new now, but the caller ID would even go across the TV. So I didn't have to go look at the phone. I can just look at the TV and the TV will say, this person is calling. I can decide whether I was going to answer the call or not. Well, God is calling you and I want to encourage you to answer the call because he's speaking. Mm -hmm. How did God call you? He called you through a familiar voice. You know, I was at home and it's not like I heard Pastor Fraser call my name. Sound like I heard Pastor Frazier. I was about to do some devil man, and I could hear the pastor's voice saying, you know, you really shouldn't do that. <laughs> and I looked around to find out where in the world's pastor. <laughs> Little did I realize that God was speaking to me through the voice that I was familiar with, which was the voice of the pastor. Are you listening? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. He speak through his message. He speak through his word. Have you ever been going through something and God sent you a word? Speak, Lord. Thy servant heareth. He speak through a phone. He may use Instagram. He may use Periscope. <laughs> he may speak through a friend. He may speak through a prophet. He can speak through a family member. He may speak through an email. He may speak through Facebook. He may send you a tweet. He may speak through your cell phone. He may send you a text. You don't know how God's going to speak to you. But one thing you do know, God's going to speak to me. Speak your word, Lord. How bad do you want? I want it bad enough that you allow God to speak. And when he speak, I'll say, speak, Lord. How servant hear it. I got to close. But he called Samuel because what he was ready to do was take Samuel to the next level to become that prophet, to become the one that to be the seer that stood in the place where Eli was going out of. And you got to understand that if God had not used Peniel to stir up Hannah to pray, that Hannah could have missed her blessing. But God used the enemy in my life to push me to pray. And it was through the prayer that forced me to my next level, that birthed me and got me ready for my next assignment. Because what God has inside of me has to come out of me to be manifested for the world to be blessed. There's a voice for the nation that's inside of me. But through the pain that I'm going through, it's coming out of me. There's trials and tribulations that I must go through. And after I go through the trials and go through the tribulation, he's going to send me to the nation. Thank you. How bad do you want it? Bad enough to pray on it. Bad enough to fast on it. Bad enough to say, speak, Lord. Thy servant, hear it. You want your children saved? How bad do you want it? Bad enough to turn down my plate. Bad enough to tell them I'm praying for you. Bad enough to cry out to God. You're looking for a new job? How bad do you want it? Bad enough to ask God to open up a door. Bad enough to get my resume updated. Bad enough to get online, look at websites to help me find a job. Are you listening? Bad enough to humble myself and get a good reference ready for I can go and get that job. How bad do you want it? God, James put it this way. You have not because you ask not. I need to ask God 
to do it. Lord, this is a hard thing, but I'm believing you to take this situation and turn it around. How bad do you want it? Father, I thank you for this word. You sent it in our direction. And what you did for Hannah was only an example of what you're going to do for us. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, neither have it entered the hearts of men, the good things that God has prepared for them that love them. We love you, Lord, and we want it. We're going after it. We shall have it. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. I receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. You've just heard Bishop Ronald Frazier with a powerful message. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, feel free to drop by our website, www.ChristChurchInc.org. We're also on Facebook at ChristChurchInc and Instagram at Christ underscore church underscore INC. Winning the World for Christ was produced by Sando Savant Media. Music is provided by the O'Neill Brothers Group. You can find more of their wonderful music at www.O'NeillBrothersGroup.com. We thank you for listening to today's message and truly hope that it was a blessing to you. Tune in next week for another great word. Until then, have a blessed week.